sisters, listen closely. Finding out he's the one can sometimes feel like traveling through a desert of uncertainty. I mean, every time you feel like you've reached an oasis, it ends up being a mirage. As your resident sister and friend, here are five common red flags that you need to steer clear away from. First up, if he's asking for your phone number straight off the bat, but not your dad's, well, that's a major red flag waving in your face. Next, if he's hitting you up with texts and calls late at night, you better believe he's not serious and chances are he won't respect your boundaries. Watch out for those put down disguised as sarcastic banters. You know, the ones that make you the butt of the joke. It's time to show him the door. And oh, if he's more interested in hearing himself talk than listening to what you have to say, girl, that's a sign you need to run in the opposite direction. And let's not forget the classic line, my ex was crazy. Yeah, right. If he's mouth-mouthing his ex left and right, chances are he's the one with the issues. And those are just the obvious red flags. Let's help you uncover what's really hiding underneath the surface with Vibe Check, the ultimate prompt card game for meaningful connections. Crafted with deep respect for Islamic traditions, Vitech goes beyond the surface, allowing you to discover the essence of your potential life partner's faith, character, and aspirations. With eight thoughtfully crafted categories and 135 thought-provoking questions, Vitech ensures a comprehensive understanding of your potential spouse, from values and ambitions to personal quirks and preferences. I mean, skip the surface-level discussions and dive straight into what truly matters. Visit our website, www.thedigitalstory.com now and take the first step towards finding your righteous partner. Your journey to marital bliss begins here. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It is your sister and friend, Adar, and you're listening to the Digital Sisterhood Podcast. In part one, we had such an incredible conversation about our naqab journeys, about our hijab journeys, about our journeys, our stories in general. And thankfully, bro, the conversation does not end there, bro. It is just beginning. Wait until you hear part two of this. We're going to talk about stereotypes we're gonna talk about love we're gonna talk about so much and i cannot wait for you guys to hear it so without further ado without further ado this is the naqabis tell all part two let's talk about stereotypes mm. it's a spicy talk because there's a lot oh, of stereotypes various stereotypes about naqabis. Like Birdman. again i see fatima rubbing her hands like i'm ready to get into this topic. no this is a big one this is a big <laughs> one because guess okay uh, can i start with me so one stereotype that i cannot stand about uh naqabis is that like we have no personality yeah you're a wall we are a wall like it's literally like be- you got nothing to say yeah. <laughs> you got nothing to say. You're not a person. You're not a person, and you wear naqab because you don't have a personality. You mm-hmm. know, like that's the most interesting thing about you. And it's like, and I and I see it all the time, especially in like acad- like if you're in academic space, like I see it all the time with because I, I didn't I wasn't in naqabi university, but there was a girl that was a naqabi in our class, and people would say, oh, does she even like? 
Can she read? <laughs> like that, yeah. that, was the, that was the notion. Like, No, I had somebody say, like, do you speak English in the yeah. hospital? They oh literally made the God. figure of the paper and said, do you understand <laughs> the paper? And I said, ma'am, proceeding, you want me to speak formal? Fam? I got you. I can read the damn paper. No, it's, it, you know, I got it from the, the bus driver. Ma'am, do you know how much you're supposed to... Brother, I'm born in St. Joseph's <laughs> Hospital. If you don't get it together... I was so mad. Well, I, I guess like, the whole bus knew which hospital and which room I... I told the guy the room I was born in. 2117, <laughs> Dr. Giovanni, Nurse Nancy, try me one more time. Oh, you really know like, everything. I got so mad. I, the whole oh, bus driver looked at me... The, all the, the tar- I guess what? You know the bus I was on? It was bus 52. So there were some other people on there looking at me saying, Nana like almost Like, shut up. Like, they're looking at me like, why, you, well, why is she doing too much? But I was so... At that point, I was like really frustrated. I was like, come on, like let's let's leave the bigotry at home. Like let's leave it at home. Let's leave the ignorance at home. But like they love to try you, you know. And and obviously I'm a nunakabi, so I have so much energy. Like I have so much energy to check people. Um, but I know like when if you look at nakabis ten years in, they're all very more calm. They're like, oh, this is a regular Wednesday. You'll get used to it. get used to bigotry. I can't. I can't. You have to clap back, fam. Oh my god, my clap! I, I, my clap back is too much. I feel like I'm the shade room. Like every day, I'm just going AMZ fam. I do it back. And another thing. And another. And another. And it's just too much. Well, I better tell I. Well, can I tell you something that really, really traumatized me when when I started working in naqab? Was like obviously like uh, when you wear a cloth or, like a naqab on your face, it's not it's not you don't immediately realize like hey you're not really liked outside so watch your back mm-hmm. you know I was watching my back like a, a black woman in the hood right like I was looking every now and then you know but like the level of 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 like awareness I had to had now wearing naqab was kind of wild mm-hmm. right for example my first week out here I w- I was told I was checked like I was like I, then I realized was I was at the park at a park I used to go to since I was 14 years old right I feel like I own this park I grew up at this park nothing scares me in this park I know everybody in this park you know what I'm saying I grew up here I'm just there with two other sisters doing a project and those sisters like went to go somewhere else and I was sitting at a bench beside a bridge okay water bridge like if I fall off this bridge I'm dead like you know but I'm just chilling there because this is my block I was going to do anything. I, I wasn't even thinking. Are you done? Guess what? I was chilling, fam, not watching my back. I was just in this, just looking at the water, mashallah. Some guy came out of nowhere. Oh, that's ag- regular. Aggressively tapped my shoulder. But I was in the, that area by myself. Oh. That's the part that scared me. Because I was by myself. Again, like, this is my this is my block. Like, this is where I'm from. So he tapped my back. It was it was a brother. It wasn't a brother. It was a white. It was a, it was a, it was a, some guy, some stranger on a bike with a bubble jacket on. And I didn't know he had alcohol in his breath until he came close to me. And he said to me, why the hell are you wearing that in this country? Wow. And I just looked at him, my eyes pulled back, guys. Like, I, I, I was like, I cannot believe this is happening right now. Like, I, I was in froze mode, okay? And I'm looking at him like, he's like, are you deaf? I said, am I deaf? Are you serious right now? And I'm moving back. And the bridge thingy, the thing is right behind me, okay? I'm recognizing this guy could very much chuck me over this right, right. now. You know, like, what's stopping the guy chuck me over this thing? I'm looking at him. He's like, you know this country? You know how long it took us to get in this country? And, you're, and obviously realizing he's an immigrant himself. So he's like, you're ruining it for us in this country. You're ruining us. And he had like an accent. And I'm looking at him. I said, ruining what? And then I started to, and then thank God, my friends came out of nowhere. So what's going on here? And he looked at me. He saw more of us. He got scared. He's like, what? there's so many of you. What is this? You came in this country. You're still clothed like this? And we said, yo, you better like get to stepping. But after that, guys, I went home traumatized. I went to my room staring at the ceiling thinking, oh my God, I can't move like ignorant Sally outside. 
Like I have to actually look back and to the left and to the right. And that kind of that scared me a little bit, yo. I'm not even gonna lie. That was like a reality check. I was like, damn, like wearing a hijab, a jilbab to this was like a degree. Like I had never been encountered that way ever before. So like to see that I was like, and that same week, I went to the Apple store to buy uh, a MacBook computer. Bro, I saw, I was also like, like basically discriminated in the Apple store by impl- Apple employees. What and apparently, to me? guess what? And then Fatah told me, yo, that's something that happens a lot with yeah, the hobbies in the Apple too. store. And basically what they did was I was there to buy an expensive laptop, right? And they're coming in there. And I, ga- I came in there. I'm wearing a niqab. This is COVID time. And the manager comes up to me. He says, put on your face mask. And I looked at him like this. And I said, how do you know I'm not wearing one? First of all, face covering fulfills the legal requirement like, of a face Guess what he Thank said you. to me? He said no. I did my Google. Guess what he said to me, though? He's like, under Apple? Like, I said, under Apple? Is Apple the, the law? <laughs> They're not the city of Toronto, by They're law. They're not the city. But guess what? He literally intimidated me. He's like, if you can't put on your face mask, then you have, I have to ask you to leave the store. And I was, my dad, guess what? My dad finally parked the car, came in. He goes, what's going on here? And my dad, you don't care. My dad's a mosquito kid. He's like, what the hell's going on here? What's going on here? And I'm like, Abo, they're saying that if I don't put on a face mask, what's on your face? If that's not a face mask, what's on your face? And he goes, sir, do I tell my dad to calm down? Okay? <laughs> my dad goes, this is what my dad says. We're buying a $3,000 laptop. You can tell me to calm down? I'm giving you money, and this is how you expect <laughs> me? He goes, I never seen that in my life. Okay? He's like, I've never seen such idioticness. My dad looked at me. He said, please, Abo, just go to the car. Just go to the car. I'll handle it. Anyways, I ended up going to the car. My dad, I saw my dad come back with the laptop, and he put it under his arm, so pissed. I never seen my dad walk so fast. But the point is, is that I was, I, I like was so shocked that I, I experienced that kind of obvious discrimination because I never experienced to that degree. It's like it gets turned up, guys. Like right. I really felt like the cop turned the thing it all really the way up. Wow, good well, Like you're on burning. F- fire, and you're looking at him like, damn, y'all hate us that much. Is that serious? Like you really, like you really have beef with us like that? For no reason. And then I just felt like, damn, I'm in a fight every day. I'm like fighting. And I and it just it, it really peeled my eyes and I and I and it's funny because like Tima, you experience this a Fight lot. Fight every day, yo. So you know you know what it is though. Yeah. When I'm fighting, it's when I'm quiet. Like mm. one time I was on the bus and I remember that that one I didn't. Most of the time I don't record, you know. Yeah. So I was on the bus, you know, Dixon. <laughs> yep. Special bus ride. So this guy comes to me. He's a Caucasian man, and I'm in the shelter. He's in the line and he's waiting. So I come and I'm I'm going towards the bus. So he's now behind me because he went back in the shelter. So I, I wait in the line. I come onto the bus. He's coming on after me. And he was already had issue with me before. Like prior to that, he was already yelling derogatory terms, B word, F word, all of that. I said to him, I, actually, I wasn't even talking. Actually, I went on the bus. And then he came right behind me and pushed me to the pole. He wow. said, and mind you, what I have, what drink? Starbucks. That's an arm and a leg, fam. Six dollars, six dollars went down the toilet. I said, are you dumb, my you? Like, I was like, I said, you got the wrong girl. I, you know me in my backpack. I that up. I said, you're, the whole bus is getting a shower. Wallahi. I said, are you guys crazy? And mind you, the whole bus was watching this for 15 minutes. Yeah, they won't I, say I'm nothing. cutting it short. Going I'm not going to force for 15 no, minutes. I'm not answering him. I had my AirPods in. That's three bills already. And I thought it was going to help me, but it didn't help me. This guy, <laughs> he went, held onto the bus. And all he sees is my chest. I'm like, whoa, this, this guy's a little brave. And I said, sir, I told you, do not put your hands on him. You could talk all day, but I will put my hands back. Yeah. I'm not these girls outside. I don't know what you watch on TV. 
But I'll put my hands on you. I said, I don't know. You watch too much movies, <laughs> like documentaries. I'm not sure. But, and also, I, I, the re- only reason why I'm doing this is because you can do it to somebody else. Yeah. That's yes. just exactly like yes. you. Yes. And you have to let him know that's not allowed. That's not allowed. I talk. I'm five right seven. Now. This guy was what? We had to say weight class. He's five six. You know them. So I pushed that guy to the pool. You I pushed him. I said, no, she I should. Pushed, I, I, you touched me, fam. Are you crazy? Yeah, like I pushed him hard. I said, first of all, I'm a basketball player. I already, do, I already go to the gym, number one. Number two, I'm always doing weight room. Why are you touching me? Don't put your hands on me, period. Maybe that's the wrong girl. Yeah, You're going to learn today. I said, do you know, uh, my, little, my little brother, he's only, he's only a year younger than me. He said, what street? <laughs> that's it. That's how easy it is for me. I said, are you guys? And when the guy, when my drink fell, I'm not going to lie, you tears. I lost $6.75. <laughs> Plus tag. And, and you plus that plus, you know, other when you're a student. Yeah. <laughs> you're going oh, everywhere. That's all you can survive yeah, on. You know, sometimes it's just that six dollars you can afford that day. And Imagine. All I, did, all I did was I gave them a tissue paper. I said, wipe your guys' selves. <laughs> I said, she's like, oh my gosh, she wet me. And I said, you watched it. My mom's one. Well, you should have helped, sweetie. You should have helped. You would have never been raining. You know what's so funny? So there's been a couple of instances where you were, you were either recording on your phone, right? Um, I would uh, like there was one that you posted on Instagram where a, a girl it was on TikTok stre- actually blew yeah. up on like yeah that it one blew was a big up, one. it blew up on TikTok and I remember you were telling me that um uh, some a uh, uh, few like brothers from the city religious brothers called you saying don't worry sis you know like they saw the video you know punks <laughs> I'm telling you right now they were punks like, <laughs> everybody's on I was on a bear I'm not gonna lie to you I'm a transit girl you see yeah. PTC <laughs> I paid her bills <laughs> <laughs> so when I was so when I was on the bus even and people always say this excuse of oh you're on the transit no baby girl. Or whatever, brother. It's everywhere. Yeah. Walmart, I got Facts. it. Yeah. Roots. I got it from walking with Yusra. We got barred in downtown. You know how we have the long jabab in it? It literally cleans the floors of Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> so the guy, what did he do? He he pushed me hard onto the shoulder. Yep. And they came after my friend after. No. And I said, y- 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 I said, don't do that to me right now. I looked at Yusra and Yusra was like, yo, did that guy brush you? I said, fam, I dislocated shoulder. <laughs> oh and you know, God. you have to use street smart. You have to use street smart. That guy could knock me out. Oh, yeah. I, I knew. I knew that that moment. You need to bow down. Sometimes you just got to give it up. But like, yeah, you got to do that. No, no. I, I'm not even kidding you. I have to use street smart. All the time, you're going to have to use it. Yeah, there's some people you can go toe to toes and some yeah. people you got to leave it and be like, I got to charge that one to the game. Yeah. But that lady that went viral was because she said Muslim whore. She called you and Muslim And pe- people yeah. were very like, Aggravated, like why is she? She was vulgar. She was very vulgar. Yeah, she was Muslim. No, but the whole time this goes on for thirty minutes plus. This lady's like, "You stupid, uneducated girl." And I said, "Girl, you don't even know me." You know, but you know, you know my favorite comment in that reel though. You said to her that was fire. Oh, because she said, "Yeah, she said, um, uh, what did she say to me? She said, why do you wear that?'" She said, "Why do you wear?" No, she didn't say why you wear that. Said you're covered. Oh. Or something like that, right? Yeah, something like that. She, she just said, why are you wearing that? You Look at you, you're covered. Yeah. yeah. And I said, yeah, but yours by four stole. Trudeau made you do that. Yeah. <laughs> and mine is what? And mine is what? Fisa Bini Fisa Bini You know what? You used to say once, she goes, don't do that. What did you say to me? What? This is what? You said this is chiffon. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. That's another story. Um, yeah. I was walking in my hood, matter of fact. Yeah. Okay, just minding my business. <laughs> walking down the street. And some lady, she was kind of walking ahead of me. And she kind of looked back like, I guess she's trying to think she's better than me. I don't know. She looked back and she was like, oh, now we all have to dress like you. Oh, wow. <laughs> Baby girl, this is Korean chiffon. <laughs> You're wearing polyester from Dollarama. <laughs> don't ever disrespect me. And Amy okay? Taylor, an arm and a leg fam, 180 pounds. <laughs> like, I paid good money for yeah. this. It's yeah. breathable. You can't mm. breathe, my girl. <laughs> what are you talking about? No macne. No macne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I ain't got no no acne too. Yeah, like, well, don't, well, don't hate. Don't try us. No, but you know, and that's the thing though. I, I love the distinction because it, we're not the same. Yeah. No, we're I'm not, not the same. same. I'm, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I talk back all the time. He says, um, 
go back to your country, I say, pay my airfare, fam. <laughs> <laughs> I have no problem even going to Somalia. Oh, I have no problem. Saudi Arabia, bring me anywhere. Pay my airfare. I want VIP seats. <laughs> no problem. I'm trying to go right now. First class. He's like, he's like, did it, you poor girl. I'm, and I said, um, you're on the bus with me. Like, <laughs> you're poor and I'm poor. At this point, what's the beef? Like, no, but at least you're doing it very creative. You know, you're gonna talk back. No, I, mean, I don't get upset. You have yeah. to make people like, I, feel I got bummed. really upset when I, when it was women that were Muslim. That's what hurt me. But people yeah. outside, I play around with them. I don't take you serious. So like, but yeah, I don't take you serious. Like, what's the point? Yeah, I don't know you. You're not coming home with me. Yeah, they're definitely not, and they don't. They don't understand. You know. And, and it's yeah. it's just it is what it is, but I really appreciate like the sisters that that fight this because you know you guys like I don't know if people really really comprehend the fight that Naqabis are outside not even just Naqabi hijabis or the fight that's going All on outside us. and so this All is but yeah. I, ha- I have to say though yeah. sometimes people do fight on your behalf like I, yeah I I I I think like only one time when I've I've worn Naqab that I've ever been like publicly discriminated against I was um going to get my driver's license and if you've been trying to get your driver's license <laughs> during covid you know it's the most ridiculous wait it is hard so i was in a three-hour line and um you bond with the people around you in line and so when i had gotten closer to the front um one of the women in in the drive test center she comes outside and she does a similar thing that what happened to you at the apple store she says um are you wearing a mask under that right and obviously, I want to get my license. I'm not going to fight. So she said, put a mask on. I put the mask on. I said, I've been here already for two and a half hours. Time. I am not getting kicked out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just like snuck it underneath my niqab. Um, and then when I got to the front of the line, right, the lady, the lady comes again and checks in the line. And she says, what are you doing here? And I said, what do you mean? She's like, you're not at the front. She's like, go back. Right? SubhanAllah. And I'm just kind of confused. And and I said, like, what do you mean? Like, this is my spot in the line. There are hundreds of people in this line. There's no way I can bud somebody. Right? And then she's like, no, I remember. She's like, I saw you in the back, head to the back. Right? And she starts wow. yelling at me. Right? And then I, I, I didn't even, even begin to get in a fight with her. Everyone around me starts screaming. I was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone around They're me. They're real ones. Right? Real and, ones. And, and none of them, none of them, none of them were Muslims, by the way. Right, the, yeah. the woman, the woman who um, um, like screamed the most in my defense, um, she had come with like her sixteen-year-old daughter. They were like white, blonde hair, blue-eyed women, right? Yeah. And she was screaming. And everyone immediately starts saying, "You're discriminating against her. Why are you doing this?" So everyone's like, "She didn't skip the line. She's like, you have a problem. She doesn't have a problem. Don't talk to her oh, like wow. that." Right? I love that. And and and, 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 and like I like to point out, right, is that it's it's just like it is, like. Pe- those people have spent a couple of hours beside me, yeah. right? And so, like, they spend a couple of hours beside me. They say, we're going to make the same jokes, you know. We're going to run away from getting stung by bees <laughs> together. <laughs> like, we're going we're, we're gonna to hang out, right? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I, I feel like those are the moments. And it kind of sucks because, you know, like, like if it would have been random strangers on a bus and people who hadn't been talking to you for three hours, you don't know if mm. they would have come to your defense like that. So automatically. Oh, no, they don't. They right? But it, it, it's... it's, it's <laughs> Like, it's not necessary for you to get to know me in order to make me a human and humanize me, yeah. right? But but in those moments, obviously, when people do see you as a person and they recognize you're human, when the discrimination's obvious, mm-hmm. 
You know, it's nice to see that people will say something. They will do something. We'll be like, that's not acceptable. Like, mm-hmm. you can't behave like that. You can't speak to this person like that. Mm-hmm. Right? And that they're willing to, like, people started pulling out their phones. <laughs> they're start recording, <laughs> right? 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 Guys, I really don't want to be on Six Buzz. You know, I don't, I don't do no, I don't no, 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 I, no I, drama. I told them, I told them, I'm, I'm good. Too, I'm, I'm like that. I'm, I'm scared of being yeah. recorded. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm low-key. Yeah. You ain't catching me. I'm quick. <laughs> I'm very quick. <laughs> no, but, you're saying, oh, you know, and, 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 and those moments make me think, um, you know, people do have the capacity to accept us the way that we are. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes it's just the fact that for so long, people who are not us mm-hmm. keep talking about us and right. keep saying what we're like yeah. and how, who we are and what we stand for and, and whether or not they like us or not, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, people need to break that. Like, it's childish. It's silly. It's like you said, like, this is 2022. Are you guys really, mm-hmm. really thinking that a piece of fabric is suddenly going to make me substantially different as a, as a human being? Like, am I subhuman mm-hmm. for wearing it? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Am I, I, do I become an object of, like, disdain? Yeah. Right? You know, it's, it's, it's because of also, and this is a great segue into it, the way that the media dis- the, depicts women who wear face veils in particular. If you guys notice, anything that's happening in the Muslim world, I swear, even non-Muslim world, if there's something to do with <laughs> right. tragedy, hurricane, there's a Naqabi woman. Why? Why is it always a Naqabi woman? Yeah, you're right. Every time it's a Naqabi woman. And you know, there's a lot of us that wear hijab. Or even the beginning of COVID, like how many of those like weird like articles, yeah, articles on, the on the bus? I've seen a little ad. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's bizarre. It's really, really bizarre. But it's, it's, it's it, it, the media is really trying to push one agenda, which is that the naqab women. Naqab is negative. And the neg- Naqab mm. is negative. You know, because the reality is, is that because Naqab is like, as, and the Western world, as Sophia said, is less than one, is one percent. It's easy to gang up on that that, that small right, minority yeah. subgroup in a, in a Muslim community, yeah. right? And it's like Fatima said too, right? When we don't receive support from our Muslim sisters from the way we behave, mm-hmm. that's a sliding slope. Like, yeah. and ones that wear just like you, yeah. If if they're gonna come after me yeah. and the way I dress as a Muslim. I said, sis, they're going to come after, you know, the nurse who wants to wear a skirt in the hospital, not pants. They're, they're going to come after, like, the teacher who Absolutely. wears a hijab, right? Absolutely. And say you shouldn't be wearing that here. It's all the same. Be- because the reality is, is that this is hijab. Your hijab that yes. you wear, jilbab is hijab, the naqab is hijab. These are all hijabs. All different right? expressions. And it's a journey. Same thing. And, and, and the thing is, they all represent the same thing. Islam. That's why, that's why it's big that women need to be under, you know, I really believe that women need to be in code. You know, Absolutely. when it comes to, because if they're beefing us, in Naqab, I promise you they're beefing you too. It's just, it's just about to happen. And it happened And it's already. cowardice. It's cowardice. It's the fact that they're always coming after Muslim women. Always. Yeah. Always. So Muslim women should not come after other Muslim women that are struggling just mm-hmm. like you. It, and that's why it's important for us to lift each other. But, right? Yeah. But it, it's become like, guys, it's like a, no, I'm not going to lie to you. It felt like a competition. It it's is, like I yeah. was wearing this and why are you wearing it? As if I was some like person that was with a really bad past yeah I, mind you i'm a honor roll student i stay home fam yeah I, my, I, my dad passed away at a young age i'm just a regular kid i was yeah. just minding my business so why are you making me seem like i need to do this in order to get that yeah. you can wear it. allah allowed me he's gonna allow you but this is also a stereotype that, that women who wear naqab and this comes back to the topic stereotype then the women that wear naqab are judgmental yeah very, oh. very. right they're Let's judgmental they, they are there's right self-righteous and they live every day discussing talking ish about women Bear who don't again. wear hijab mm-hmm. or women who don't wear proper hijab what the women that? do this and that and the third and in reality like I and you know like when I didn't wear uh, like a naqab or like even just jilbab and people would talk about how like m- women in Mester are judgmental I used to ask them I say because they would say oh Abed, you're not judgmental though like that's not you and I said okay but can you point out the person that is like I would say like sometimes I think this is shadowy yeah where's the name found? Yeah, like, like, what book are you reading because no, I want to know the book you're reading no, I realize that like 
I was realized like there's this the shaitan is playing games yes. with people so why because he, he's trying to disunify us right so he'll whisper in your ear and say yeah, see, he, he'll say to you oh you see that sister the one that's giving you the side eye yeah she doesn't like you because of your hijab you know why or your like, lack of your lack of she's judging you look at her she thinks you're lower than her yeah. even though that the conversation has never really happened even I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna say that that doesn't happen there are there are because arrogant people are arrogant but they're arrogant whether they wear hijab yeah, or exactly. not that's a good point exactly Again. It has nothing to do with actually naqab. There's no an arrogant person it's like a character. Yeah, it has to do with your heart. The character it has yeah. to do with your heart, and you can't tell what's mm-hmm. in someone's heart mm-hmm. based on what they're wearing. Yeah. It's because people yeah. put you on a pedestal. Yeah, yeah. And they say like you're perfect, so you must be looking down upon me because I'm not perfect. But that's a tactic from Shaitan. Where it's like, fam, I'm shadow boxing my nafs in the corner. Right yeah. now. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, like, I'm trying to survive right now. I'm not oh, worried about UFC. you, sis. I love you. Oh my. Can I tell I you? you? You know how many days I, like, I'll be in my room thinking, yo, I'm such a bad Muslim. You're, you're fake representing this naqab. You're not. You don't even like. You know how many times like I'm in, I'm in my own personal yeah, beef for myself. Times. We all do. And I, but you know like, uh, it, it 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 doesn't change. Like I, I again, this is all like this this stereotype and perception that Wallahi, Shaitan is Shaitan's an intelligent, yeah, intelligent and like highly equipped. You know, like and he's coming from all angles. Yeah, because because at that time you're like maybe for example if you're not drinking you're not smoking like things like that you're not doing so the shaitan will like make you focus on other things you mm-hmm. know like look down on other people that's the, one of the traps of shaitan like because yes yeah, even shaitan will call you say look yes. you're a naqabi look down at people like you're better yes, than these people exactly. he'll call you yeah. oh yeah you know and make you think you're something you have to really be careful and, and you'll you'll find it even between naqabis like other naqabis will police oh yeah why yeah. is your why is your eyebrow showing I got that too like. Why is your eyebrows showing? Why are you wearing that one? I said, um, girl, it's on a style. Are you gonna buy me one? Not even that. It's my. It's my. Like, first of all, like, why are we policing each other? Right. That's the thing, right? As and this comes to the topic of hijab is a journey, right? Everyone starting from oh, somewhere. Oh, you can't say that, girl. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. I, apparently, I can't say that. But they me on Twitter. But let's talk about well, yeah, it. Yeah, let's talk about it. Is hijab a journey? It sure is. Why is it a journey? Everything's a journey in this life. Mm. No one wakes up perfect. No one wakes up. First of all, perfection is not even a thing. We're human. Mm-hmm. But no one wakes up one day and says, come out your mama's womb with a naqab. Mm. It's not a thing. <laughs> mm. for real, for real. I, just like learning is, is, a, is a journey, everything else, first of all, we're going back to Allah. That's a journey. It is a journey. Mm. Is that not? It is. it is. Did everyone grow up perfect and doing what they're supposed to do? No. Everyone has a jahiliya, right? Yeah. We're all sinful, fam. We're Every all day. sinful. So for you to say, um, brothers, God bless y'all. <laughs> no, no, no. Certain I'm, I'm brothers. Because some brothers were offending me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Some of them were holding me down. But a lot of brothers were like, what are you talking about? One of them had the nerve to say, man, because if, if, if hijab was legislated on us, we would have just wore it. Like, I don't know what's the so issue. So why are y'all wearing Nike fleeces then? What's, what's up with that? No, because it's not, even, it's not even an issue with that. But listen, how are you going to say, fam, Muslims are struggling with everything. Some people yeah. can't even pray. Yeah, subhanAllah. Some people are struggling with salah. You're yeah. talking about a hijab. Yeah, subhanAllah. And it's not legislated upon you, brother. You could talk about the hijab, no issue. But to say, to talk about someone's journey with it. Or struggle, amplify their struggle. Right. Yeah. I can't talk about the beard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I can, man, that's like me coming up and talking about some. Yeah, man, it took me years to connect my beard, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, took an issue. I took, you know, use a couple oils. Yeah, you know, it, it took me a while. It's yeah. just to me, it, it it makes no sense, right? When we look back on any of our our individual journeys and how we've grown in this religion, point me, point me to a person who you know didn't know how to pray and then prayed all five prayers perfectly, you know? Mm, just right. like, in in terms of their internal worship, their external worship, the pillars, you know, the sunnah. Like, nobody does that. We grow. Right. right? If Even, you're not going to encourage the person, 
and say, do, do, do the right thing. We're the hijab sister. If you're not going to encourage that, that sister brother, leave her alone because that's sisters. not on you. Mm-hmm. And Because the, the sisters were coming at me too. Oh, yeah. you, you're, you're the reason why these girls are going to do tubarja out here. You're, doing, you're, you're encouraging them. What am, how did I encourage them? I just said it's a struggle. It's a journey. What's Tabaraj? is a wanton display of beauty. Okay, thank you. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Right? Because some people will use that wa- word wrong. They'll yeah, say, you, I got it before. Like, yeah. From my Crocs. Yeah. They, they, see, they see Fatima her Crocs <laughs> on. I was going to Quran class. I don't so think you remember, tabaraj. but I don't think you heard the sister Isman. Isman was with me, and the girl's like, that's Tabaraj. That's Tabaraj. I said, fam, these are Crocs, $50. Like, I'm confused. Your Crocs, your Crocs are Tabaraj? No, I said, spell it, sis. That's what I said to her. I said, spell it. Can you even spell a word? Why are you coming at me? But t- it's shoes. That's what I said. But it's not an accessory. Like it's I don't shoes. Understand. It's something that you have to wear to go out. Okay, guys, listen. There's a lot of miscommunication. But you know one thing that and we can argue. And we can argue about beautification. And that's the thing, right? And, yeah. But you see, that's a debate, right? These are grades of area. But can I tell you something that's that really that really grinds my gears? When brothers comment about hijab and they don't even show their Islam on their bodies. Oh, that's me. brother, that's brother, me. brother. The, the way you can dissect what women wear concerns me. Lower your gaze. Even, <laughs> but even that, you don't even wear a phobe. You don't even wear a kufi outside. I can't even see your Islam. Like, okay, today everybody knows that if a sister walks around outside, there's a high possibility she's going to get jumped, right? Mm-hmm. There's a possibility she's going to be discriminator- discriminated. So if that's the case, as a Muslim man, I'd be like, I want my sisters to know I'm outside with them, you know, and that nothing should happen to you because I'm going to let you know that I'm there. So I'm going to start, what, wearing a thobe. I'm going to start wearing a kufi. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start saying assalamu alaikum. I might just let you, just slightly let you know you're, you're outside, you're safe. I'm you know? going to let my beard grow longer than fashionable. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let everyone know because my sister is outside showing her Islam and I need I think it's important to show minds as well to show solidarity because it's, what is it outside it's a fight outside it it's is a fight outside every day and that's the thing though if you don't if you don't actively participate in, in showing your visible Islam I need you not to critique Muslim women that are it's wajib upon them to show their Islam outside their bodies and it's difficult like I, this is the thing guys we are in the Muslim women are in the biggest fight of their lives we are in Repeat the biggest that, sis, because they need fight to know. of our lives. Look at India, who's preventing women from getting an education. Look at France, who's preventing women from getting an education. Look at Quebec, who's preventing women from getting an education. Look at Belgium, that prevents Muslim women from getting a job. Are you like, it pisses me off because uh, we're all realizing, damn, we're in a fight. We're we in are. a fight. And then you have these side comments of critique. And that's not even naqab. And, and, it's not even, and that's just hijab. And the thing is, is that the Muslim woman is extremely divided. But that's exactly why where we fail in. That's why women are being attacked. And so I want to add this element of critique because I think it's so important to say that when I was studying um, about the black family in America and the destruction of the black family, something that I learned that I thought was so fascinating was that the white colonial, white supremacists, the, the colonial era, they used to look at a black family and say, how am I going to destroy this, this group of people? And they intentionally said, the only way to destroy a family is to destroy the woman. Mm. Was to attack the woman. Was to break her, humiliate her. So that was going to de- cause the destruction of a community. The reality is, there's a reason why the Prophet his last sermon was about women. Because women are the honor of a nation. They are the honor of a community. And if they are down bad, there is no success. There's no success. And so if Muslim women are the symbol, the symbolic symbol of this religion, and we are being attacked, it's, w- then w- w- do you not see what's going on? Like, and where are we supposed to go? Like when I'm traveling, who am I supposed to go? Call my brother every second? 
You need to show that you're visibly Muslim. Yeah. I've seen men watch me. Mm. I see men record me. But mm. no one gets up and says, stop. Defend you. Yeah. yeah. And you are Muslim. These are Muslims on the bus visibly. Like yeah. you can see because you can tell. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but like you'll know yeah. when it's Muslim, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Toronto. But it, and it, even if it's not obvious, at the end of the day, like, I just need brothers and sisters to be on code, bro. That right now, Muslim women are in the biggest fight of their lives. I need less critiquing and more supporting. Yeah. Because we are literally, some of us are literally on the verge of taking the entire thing off. Mm. And the reality is, is that I don't, I'm not, like, I'm not angry with her because I understand I understand where she's getting. She's getting it from the, the beauty standards. She's getting it from um, her community. She's getting it from the outside of the community. She's get, we're getting it from everywhere. This attack's happening within ourselves, our mental health. Yeah. There's so many things that we're dealing with, right? And we're, and we're trying. We are trying. The girl that you're critiquing and showing the baby hair is trying. She is trying. And so, like, do you want to, like, it's another two hours. Do you want to beat a horse when it's down? Or do you want to support and empower a person? And people don't understand, right? That that sister is fighting on the inside because she's trying to do it for the sake of Allah. And other people want to insert themselves between Allah and that person. Between uh, Insert themselves in the relationship that person has with Allah. And say, you're like this, you're like that. Why? 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 Why do you spend the effort about speaking about someone you do not know? Mm. You don't know their reality. You don't know their their level on the side of Allah. And it makes me so sad sometimes that there's this perception of like, you know, you're a sister, you're a teenager, you're in your 20s, you're in your 30s, you never wore hijab, you're never going to be pious, you're never going to be righteous. I said, you, we don't know the end result of any person, right? The person that you disparage, that you insult, that you put down, right? That sister easily could be someone, at one point, you would want them to remember you favorably in Jannah. You would need them to do that for you, right? But instead of seeing that every single Muslim I come across, I want them to be my friend, to be my ally, right? To be someone who remembers me and makes du'a for me, that thinks about me and says a good word about me. But instead, you're going to create enmity between each other? Subhanallah. It's just like, it's just, it, this topic is so frustrating because I realized that like, misogyny is misogyny. Yeah. All, all across the board. You know? Right. You'll find people who have issue with women. You know? You'll find people who have issue in all cultures and all backgrounds and all religions. Right? In reality, it's, it, it, it's, it's a, a wrong thing. That it's, oppression. it's oppression. It's oppression. It's a form of oppression. Right? And the reality is, is that subhanallah, like hijab, let's not forget, is an act of ibadah. Yeah. It's, a it's, a, it's, a, it's a worship. And, like, you know how uncomfortable it is for me to critique somebody's ibadah? Like, you know, their personal ibadah? Especially if it's not a, in a capacity of education. Like, if we're not in a class, <laughs> you know, like, there's not, there's not a private consulting happening. With people just throwing off opinions and um, um, uh, um, shaming people and discussing people they don't know. And, and, and subhanAllah, you have no idea what their private lives are about. You don't know what, they, what they're doing to even have that cloth on top of their head. You don't even know what they're doing to to keep it on. The, the poor, like you don't even know. You know, like I, the only reason why I wore hijab was because a I, I recognized it was a command from Allah. But p the women around me supported me. Right. They told me you look beautiful in Adar. It's okay. Like if you're struggling, don't worry. You'll get there. You'll get there. You'll get there. Don't worry. Don't worry. You'll get this. Uh, how can I help you? Buying me things. I remember when I wore naqab. You sort of got me one from her house. <laughs> she said, "I got you here." Like I didn't even ask you to do that. You know what I'm saying? But like, that's how we're supposed, we're supposed to support each other. Support, and even, yeah. even when we're down bad, right. we don't throw each other away. We yeah. don't, we don't say, oh, you're, you're, you know, you're a throwaway. You don't like, you don't, no. you're not, you're not a throwaway. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I'm sorry. It <laughs> still matter. You know, and, and that's what's important, right? It's that like, and I want my listeners to know this too, right? And to use wisdom. If you're struggling by yourself. I feel like people don't know how to speak. Speak on that. Yeah. And they just hurt you with their words and they think, oh, this girl, she's always every day going to be wearing this. But it's like, Iman fluctuates. Yeah. Today I might be wearing it. Tomorrow I might be looking at somebody else on Instagram and I want to be like them. You know, you don't, you really don't know. You don't so know. Well, you I, and, kind. and you know what's yeah, so crazy? There's some listeners um, there that I've that messaged me in the DMs and who don't who don't yet wear hijab. They're not even Muslims yet. They're not even Muslims yet. Like they say, oh, I'm thinking about Islam. You know, my my only access to sisterhood and to women is this podcast. You know, and and like I, like I'm trying I'm trying to set the, the the reality. You know, like I I'm not I didn't get here in my hijab because I'm like anything of a like spectacular person i got the year of the mercy of allah you know he's inspired it in me you know it's a it's a thing like you know like and that mercy is equally accessible to every everywhere. single sister That's very every important single sister don't yeah. lose hope i always support not. each other i don't get it what does it do for you like it doesn't take nothing yeah. off that back to you can get you. a girl a jilbab you can get her a naqab what's the problem if she's struggling it's okay Say, tell her she's beautiful tell her you're gonna get there you're gonna get there it's fine sis don't stop calling her don't start inviting her to places. And make a du'a for her. Make yeah, du'a for her in, in your private. private. In private. Treat her no different. Yeah. No different. Don't treat human. her any different. She's you know, a human. human. She's a slave of Allah. She deserves your kindness. She deserves your compassion. Mm. She deserves to feel like you are my sister regardless. You keep trying, I'm going to keep helping you try. Mm. And I got you. I keep trying, you're going to keep helping me try. Yeah. That's the whole point. I'm not trying to get to my end goal of meeting Allah and I lost you along the way. I want you to you come with me. You lost me. We lost ourselves. Like, like, how how does that help? Like, do honestly ask yourselves the question when you're around people: Do you want other people to lose? Like, are we are we really understanding what losing means? Why would you want that for anybody? Right. And, and when and when we're coming to people and we're advising them, we're really thinking, you know, let me help one more person get to Jannah. Maybe I need them to get to Jannah so they can take me out of hell. Mm. Like, you don't know who these people are. You don't know who they are in the sight of Allah. You don't know. And that's the important thing. You really don't know them. You might say something that you think is not important or you thought it was a side comment. And you you come on the day of judgment and Allah asks you about that. And you ruined yourself. And that person goes and makes sujood against you. And and complains about you to Allah. Be careful. careful. You don't don't know what your words mean to people you got to really be careful what you say to people whether it be online or offline because people think they can say stuff online and it's, it's all co- it's all good you know it's just social media it doesn't it's count. not that serious it doesn't exist uh your angels are still there <laughs> subhanallah you think your angels just cut all the shit on twitter so it's all good no they're still there and they're still recording what you're saying so be careful because we fine you would not say that to that person if you've seen them you wouldn't in person you literally the things people were saying it's like fam if i see you on the roads it. You would literally cross the cross the street because you're a coward. Yeah, I, you're I don't, a coward. I don't think people understand, right? Yeah, the one thing you preserve, you don't touch another person's honor. Mm. You don't mess with someone's honor. You yeah. don't disrespect their honor, right? That's something that's preserved, that's sanctified in our Sharia, right? And and people think like the comments that they make about women, right? Either women themselves, men, right? Your sister, if she's doing less than perfect in your sight why are you going to go after her honor why are you going to discuss and make her feel like she doesn't have that dignity she does inherently she's a muslim mm-hmm. right she's mm-hmm. a human being 
right? Mm -hmm. Respect and preserve that honor. Have that sister understand that you have it. You can do whatever you want to increase it by trying for the sake of Allah, right? And you remind her that trying for the sake of Allah is just what increases you on honor. But nobody can take it away from you. Allah gave it to you. Yeah, I like that part. No yeah. one. So what's the point of beefing? Yeah. Leave us alone. <laughs> like, call it a night. Go to bed. <laughs> I think I think it's just work work on yourself. Worry about yeah, yourself. Yeah, just worry. Nafsi, nafsi. Yeah, do that. Worry, worry about yourself. So I want us to uh, segue into a new topic. And I, I'm excited for this topic because I think it's a little bit spicy. The topic is marriage. And the reason why I want to talk about marriage is because I know it's a little bit nuanced. With women who wear naqab... Okay, so a little bit nuanced, um, and it adds a little bit to the stereotype too. Because um, what stereotype I get is that women who wear naqab are really beautiful, like it's like this thing like <laughs> or really ugly. Oh, or, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, there's no in between. Yeah, it's either you're really beautiful or you're really ugly. You Sometimes know, I heard we just have faces. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> I heard a, a horrific story once, when, um, many years back, where a sister who wore naqab and she was getting to know her brother, and the brother saw his face and he said, "I'm not interested." You know, like he he saw what she looked like and he was like, even though like. I mean, like, attraction is important, but just the idea of revealing your face. So vulnerable. And then you're being, and you're vulnerable, and then somebody rejects you on based on how you look. Just uh, instantly, he's like, yeah, 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 like, yeah, it's not it. Piece of advice? I'd, be a little bit <laughs> more I, subtle than yeah. that. Yeah. I, I would say, alhamdulillah, you are Nate. You're, you're, you're not for me, fam. <laughs> Dunno. No, no, I break the scales. I don't really need oh, you period. to tell me. Oh, we probably in pressure, okay? <laughs> That's period. what we do. This one. You know what I'm saying? But it, it, was, it was a thing I never forgot. And I was like, oh my God, could I deal with this grand reveal and stuff? How was, so let me ask you guys, how was your experience and like, uh, in pursuit of marriage? I'm obviously wearing naqab. Is it easy, harder? First of all, you're pigeonholed to deal with only one type of person, mm. which is the student of knowledge. Oh, which that is cool. Though. Don't get me wrong; it's cool, but um, the dean is not the only thing that you should look for. Yeah, there's character that gets involved, right? Yeah, and so that's when the table starts shaking. Mm. It's compatibility, it's lifestyle, that, compatibility. that character is serious. Yeah, that character is something serious, right? Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that's all the other guys. They kind of see you. They might be kind of interested because they see you know you have a personality or whatever. But it's like ah, uh, because there's a thing of perfection, right? Yeah, this girl's too good for me. She too. Mm. I remember this brother Louis said to me, "Man, I don't like religious girls." What? You said oh. that around me. I'm like, first of all, are you subbing me? Because <laughs> <laughs> you got freaking stars in your eyes, brother. Why are you subbing me? Yeah. You know, but how do you know I'm religious? What if I'm just a nine to five Muslim, regular? In a naqab? In a naqab. Yeah. What if I think it's wajib? And I don't think I'm doing anything extra. I'm just literally doing what, what Allah told me to do. Mm -hmm. But you think that I'm religious, quote unquote, mm -hmm. whatever that means. Yeah. I'm, maybe I'm a student of knowledge as well. You think because I wear naqab, I'm also a student of knowledge. Yeah. Which is, that's not every naqabi. Yeah. She, maybe she just wants to just do her wajibats and keep it moving. Yeah. So, so are you saying that like the only guys that are interested in you is, is the ones that are really like students of knowledge. Right. And you're saying like, I'm available for anyone that like might be an engineer and praises five. And you know, the thing is, is that like, you're right. I, th I do, I do believe that like religious women can be intimidating to a lot of people. Right. Especially if you, if you feel like you're not where you need to be, I guess you might feel embarrassed if she starts see because you you it's kind of it's they're shy you know what I'm saying like it's like today if I if I sit with a righteous like a scholar I would be shy a little bit you know and um and I would be like oh let me not embarrass myself in front of this scholar and I think sometimes it could be innocent the the way that they look at you but I can see why it could be limiting right you know what I'm saying but sometimes you want that can I speak on that yeah tell me I think a part of the reason why um I started wearing niqab I felt it more in my 20s mm. 
was because I didn't like the way some men would speak to me. Mm. I I didn't like the fact that um you know I'm relatively friendly you know I have the ability to carry a conversation with people it's not hard for me and so I didn't like this the fact that sometimes if I gave you a piece of attention you wanted more mm. and you wanted to 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 like I'll I'll be blunt I didn't like it when men would flirt with me mm-hmm. it would I felt it was out of pocket I felt it was out of hand and I felt like I wasn't looking for that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so particularly, um, you know, in my first couple of years, in my 20s, I, I would get frustrated. Mm. It's like the older I got, the less I wanted to be around men, because particularly Muslim men, because there's a subtext. The only reason we're speaking is because there's a subtext. I'm not speaking to you from here. I'm just speaking to <laughs> just you living my life, just living my life, <laughs> trying to get work done. Mm. Right. Like if you're around me at work, at school, whatever, I'm, I'm not your friend. I'm going to be real, mm-hmm. brother. I'm not your friend, right? <laughs> and and for me, it was just like, I didn't like free mixing. Yeah. And I, I'm going to be, a part of the real reason why I put the cop, I don't like free mixing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people think sometimes, like, you know, your average Muslim girl, if she's around, she's available and she's at a certain age, if she's single, I'm free to mix with her. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm free to like, you know, like, it's like hit on her yeah. and I, I, I just I didn't like it and for me essentially Naqab actually acted as a veil between me and you yeah. this is a partition between us mm-hmm. right like you're not going to try to say something to get me to smile you won't see me smile <laughs> <laughs> I might right. smile I'm not gonna lie Right. You can't tell. Thank, thank you. <laughs> you can kind of tell with the eyes. Yeah. Well, you're smiling and stuff. Yeah. But for me, it was just like you know what. When I first put it on, I said, I don't know how long I'm going to keep this on. May Allah just allow me to keep it on as long Whatever. as I can. But at this stage of life, I actually don't want people to see my face. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that I, power. I, I yeah. I, I want that distance. I like that distance. Right. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that you see me and now you're confused <laughs> to what to say. Right? Yeah. You don't know how to act, right? And so if you're going to act, you're going to act with caution. Mm-hmm. Right? And for me, like, I, I, I enjoyed that. And I know some sisters, it's the opposite experience. Like, you know, like you're trying to find a spouse, you know, you want people, particularly like the person who's in front of you in that manner, to give you a certain amount of attention. But for me, I just didn't want it. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want it. And I knew, like, you know, you're going to like my face regardless. You can see it by- <laughs> Period. I, I just, I just, I just, I just <laughs> didn't want you in my face if I didn't want you around me, uh, yeah, right? And I, I know what I like, I know what I want, I, I can see it from far away. So I don't know why you need to approach me mm-hmm. <laughs> if I don't want to be approached. But so. can I, t- can I add something though, Sophia? There are some men when they see an aqabi, they think this is this is the person I can approach for marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like you are more. You Thank know, God for COVID. I've yeah. been home too much. Like yeah. you're gonna help me. Yeah, my yeah. You're gonna help me. Like I find that like naqabis can experience a lot of marriage proposals, and then I find some naqabis say they don't receive any. Right, and so and it's funny because like I remember this conversation Yusuf and I had, had and I and I really thought about this. And and one thing you told me about was how sometimes wearing a naqab you can feel forgotten. Yeah, invisible. To, yeah, tell me about that. I feel like brothers see you, but they don't see you. You know, it's obvious because you're covered, but mm-hmm. it's like. I don't even want to look at you for marriage because mm-hmm. I don't see you. Mm-hmm. So like you're not there. Mm-hmm. Like I got to see your face first. I'm like, bro, if you want to talk for marriage, you can see my face. Yeah. But it's like, I you're not even a contender. You're not a contender. Because I can't, can't see you. you. I don't yeah. know if you're beautiful or not. Yeah. I'm gambling. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Which beauty is not the only thing you should marry a woman for. You should marry her for religion. But yeah. that's another thing, right? But you can have that access to a girl, but you just have to be willing to 
you're blocking your own blessings, bro. Yeah. Yeah, but then you want that girl to support you and Dean and all these things. But it's like you want it's like you want Beyonce and a niqab. Like you gotta <laughs> fix all. No, these men are dreaming. Like, no, I'm dream not gonna like that. You know, in North Carolina. What's uh, going on? I got issues with sisters. Nope. I was in a room one time. I think I told you this, you sorry. You know I tell you sorry. But I was in a room one time and basically I got this many times, actually. When I started wearing niqab, how are you going to get married? Like, how are you going to get married like that? Yeah. Like, how you dress? Like, how are you going to... It was more of, like, not genuine. It was, it was like... Hate. Yeah, it was, it was like, you, like that. Like, you can't pull. You can't get no guys. I said, <laughs> there's no pull. I said, <laughs> I pull them niggas covered. <laughs> Head to toe, sweetie. He only sees my eyes and he says, I want that girl. Superior. So I said, what's the problem? She, she left the room. She's like, oh. I said, yeah, leave. What's the point? What's the, I don't get it. What's the point of it? It's a misconception about like women who wear spirit veils. Yeah, you don't get no proposals. You're, yeah, yeah. you're never going to get married or you are married. Yeah. That's what it is. No it's between. like, oh, I can't come to you. And I said, I'm married. How, how do you know I'm married? He's like, oh, that's that's what you I thought every Nagabi was married. Yeah. <laughs> The, you know what? You the know subtle what? implication that yeah. a man's making you put this on. Yes. yes. Uh, talk about it, sis. Talk about it because that's the reality. A lot of this comes to the same rhetoric I'm tired of. It's, you you wore that because a man told you to wear, or you're wearing it by force yeah, right. or oppressed. Every yeah. every single thing, hijab, jabab, niqab. Mm. Every time there's this presumption that for whatever reason, we wear, we wear <laughs> a man is factoring yeah. into my calculus of why I'm wearing what I'm wearing. We were wearing it because we're wearing it for them. They're the ones that, and that's the and that's the thing people don't understand. Islam liberates me from that. Yeah. My calculus oh. for how I am dressing yeah. and what I am putting on, I'm thinking about Allah. Yeah, I am not thinking about you know. <laughs> you know <laughs> what anyone thinks about me at that moment i'm not thinking about oh you know i want to look better than that sister right there or like i want to look good so i have that guy's attention i'm not thinking about anybody i'm thinking about myself and allah yeah right? because, but because that's what that's and that's why it's freeing about. to me that's why i loved it i said yeah. the more i covered up the more the less i actually think about other people and how i'm dressing the less i care the less i'm concerned with it right my presentation how i'm showing up in the world is the way i want to show up in front of Allah on the day of judgment. Like, I don't want to be there and not be closed and not be honored, right? I want yeah, to be there and, and, and be clothed and be honored, you know, and show up as someone who worships Allah. Yeah. So I'm going to show up like that in my daily life. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I'm not going to lie, like, um, I never thought about marriage at all when I wore the niqab. It was never, again, like Sophia said, it was, for me, it was about, like, my relationship with Allah Taala. But, like, I started to, like, wonder. I was like, oh, like... Like, there's, there's all of these layers that come with it and stereotypes, obviously. And, like, I feel like this podcast is destroying stereotypes fast, very yeah. fast. Because, obviously, we're, you're hearing the opinions of women who wear all types of hijab um, and, and who don't wear hijab. And they're Muslim women. They're telling you, like, how they feel and what they're going through. Um, I, l- listen, <laughs> hijab... Alhamdulillah, Sufi says, it removes the importance of it. But there is also repercussions, like, as, as we're talking about, where how, how, how certain people see you and how some people interact with you. And regardless, you know, Alhamdulillah, hijab has so much honor and respect, and you're always going to get that. I mean, for the most time, you're going to always get that honor and respect. I've seen, I've seen different experiences with the niqab. I've seen some brothers... They definitely want a niqabi, and they're not even practicing at all. I had a sister. Oh I had a sister who was wearing a niqab, everything, Quran class, everything, and like she got married, and the husband didn't even pray. And she asked him, like, why didn't you? Why did you marry me? And he said, because um, I know niqabis are obedient, and I want an obedient wife. Oh, oh this guy oh, is tripping. That, that was one. Another, another, and not situ- another stereotype. An, another situation was during like uh, the courting of marriage phase. Um, 
like sometimes you attract like crazy extremist people like i want a selfie wife i want this is like so it's gonna live in a basement and never yeah. see day broad daylight right? yeah like mm. someone brother said that to me i'm like but i'm not selfie i just follow the way the selfie but <laughs> which is all like, the same thing same really. yeah it is like, like, confusing but, like, yeah sorry but i got something similar yeah, I don't but then also there's are good experiences sometimes in when you are covered up you do attract good quality god-fearing men and a lot of sisters do have that alhamdulillah and there is such thing so you see the good and the bad uh, but you just have to remain like you know yeah so it's harder and easy it's similar guys. yeah exactly like, it's, it's no similar no different than, than uh, women who wear hijabs experiences but i really believe making dua like if marriage is an important important part of that, that's your legacy you need to make dua it's not something that just a man just comes out the door like at the window you need to like wake up in the last third of the night and ask allah to provide you a spouse a zoja salih like a good uh, righteous spouse who will be a good leader to your kids and all that mm-hmm. so when you make that dua allah just brings t- different like people to you out of nowhere like without even doing no work you know sometimes so What's that dua Ma'ala Aisha taught us? She taught us, uh, she said, Allahumma yuzirni soja salih wa yuhibbuna yuhibba. I'm not, I'm not saying proper, but she's like, oh Allah, grant me a righteous spouse who will love me and I will love him back. And oh. then also there's supplic- there's Quranic supplication. So there's so many dua that you can make. And that's sometimes a lot of girls, I noticed that they're too shy away from that. They're like, oh no, I'll do that later on. No, sometimes you need to do, like, Maria mom made dua for, you know, a righteous uh, child before even Maryam and Isa um, came. Yeah. So, like, if you're thinking about, like, you just, if you're just thinking about now, it, you're going to get those kind of results. But if you're thinking about your legacy, like, many, like, 20, 30 years, like, generations to come, and you want a righteous uh, family that's submitting to Allah and worshipping Allah, you need to make dua for that. And, uh, like, you will come across like different people, but I feel like, like you know, Allah will bring the right person for you at that time. So people, sisters, I say I don't have access to, like good people. Like just wake up in the last third of the night and make dua for that companion because it is that's your legacy. <laughs> okay, but I want to add on to, um, the marriage, the hot topic. Yes. Meher. Yes. I don't know about you, but I got something that was when I put on the niqab, that's when I heard it. Before, I'm not even going to lie to you, when I didn't wear niqab, I never heard this type of stuff. So I was in the courting phase, and this brother said, um, so your, your meher, was it going to be a book? I said, am I Matilda? <laughs> <laughs> am I Matilda from like, And this brother, you know what he said? He's like, no, it's an Islamic book. And I said, yo, my girl Hilal is Toronto Public Library for Muslims. Why do I need you? Like, for free, fam. From the, and I was shocked. And I, I you know, backpack, you know, be the backpack. I picked it up and cut. I said, you're the wrong brother. I'm sorry, but how are you telling me my own mahar, which, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed me to choose? Yes. And, and then I said, when, when a guy forces the question, it didn't even ask questions, state, said a statement, yeah, bye. Ma'asalama. I don't know what you're marrying, it ain't me. But it, it's, this, it's this presumption idea that because you were in Qab and you were yeah. righteous. And you don't want a wedding. You, I got that yeah, too. You, you don't want a wedding. And I said, whoa, this, this is the, this is the so second meeting. Assumptions. <laughs> yeah, so, so many assumptions. That you only want the Quran and, and, and a mattress. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Like You're good with that. You. Which, by the way, some women are comfortable with being right at eyes. But it's the assumption that every No, but even Tamir. Like I heard Tamir and I said, yo, I could go to Norfrills. Tamir as a man? Yeah, like three Tamir. And I said, oh, wow. bye, 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 bye. Am bye, I bye, like, am, is there something? I said, I'm wearing Canada Goose. Is that Tamir money? <laughs> like, that is not Tamir money. You better <laughs> look up on my and, and it's, it even tells you the status of a woman, of what she is, you're going to have to maintain it. Yeah. Right? So yeah. if she is somebody who uses her money and buys whatever she wants, you're going to have to be able to maintain that, right? Yeah. I mean, but you can end, make it easy. Yeah. But the thing is, people are running it down like your staples easy button. <laughs> like, that easy, like, click, boom, she's going to submit to me. And I said, 
And I understand. And honestly, I'm not going to... A lot of women compromise when it comes to marriage. A lot. Yeah. So why are you doing it, making it so difficult? How many girls compromise their wedding? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, how many girls compromise their... They didn't even have a wedding. Yeah. A lot of girls didn't even have it. And I yeah. said, yo, brother, we're actually very nice. You're yeah. doing way too much now. <laughs> I, I know you work a full-time job. Why are you trying to make me seem like... Yeah. yeah. Trying to take advantage. Yeah. yeah. And there's this, like, this... Again, this is this presumption, bro. There's a lot... <laughs> There's a lot. We can write a book on it. I'm not even going to... I think I should produce one. I'm waiting for that. You know what? Well, when, inshallah, if we ever do a, a part four, we'll tell you to release that book. No, not part four. But what's I going to say? Um, I think we're heading to the end of our conversation. So I have a few questions for you guys um, that I want to ask you before we close the podcast episode. Um, my first question to you guys is, first one I have written down here is, who are your role models? Mm. Oh, that's a good one. Who are they? You can go from the right. And me? Okay. Um, my first role model, I don't want to say any particular mother of the believers. I feel like all the Sahabia to general are my mm-hmm. role models. Mm-hmm. Um, but specifically Aisha, mm. because she was so smart. May Allah be pleased with her. I mean. She was very smart. You yeah. know, and she would school. She would school the other Sahabis, you know? Yeah, she was. And a, let them know. She was the first scholar. Yeah, she was. The first martyr was a woman as well, a black woman. Mm-hmm. Sumeya, right? She's mm-hmm. another no, another big one yeah. that um that really inspired me. Yeah. But that's one also I wanted to say that was one of my reasons for wanting to wear niqab. Yeah. Was the mother of the believers wore it, so I want to wear it as well because they are my yeah. biggest role models. You know what, guys? You know what I think about the eye of, like, uh, Jidbab when I think about it? And how it talked about how as soon as they heard it, they took any fabric, like a fabric, and they put it over themselves as soon as they heard it. You know, like if I, inshallah, make it to Jannah, I want to ask Allah SWT for a playback of that scene. Allah. Like, what did it look like? You know, like when they when they clothed themselves, I just wonder what that looks like. You know, like, subhanAllah, it sounds so beautiful that women just would just, you know, and they, they clothed themselves. And, you know, we all have, like, we know the descriptions of what they look like, you know, and, and how they wear their hijab. And it's really, really, really beautiful. And, I, and, and, and that's the same for me. Like, they're my role models because they were the, they were the best of us. You know, they're the best of us. And I, I want to dress how they dress because they understood it the best. You know, like, in terms of a hijab, they understood it the best. And so, obviously, you want to mimic their understanding of hijab, right? right. Because they wore it during that time. And so, yeah, I agree with you. Those are That's definitely my role models as well. Who else is your, your role models? They point at you each other. Have, you don't have his role models, man? <laughs> Tima, you don't have role models? Oh, you? That's a really good answer. But after yeah, that, that answer, yeah, obviously, no. That's all of our role models? Yeah, yeah, like, that's it's, all of our it's role models? definitely my mother. Mm. She, she really pushed me. And um, she's not somebody who praises, which I love that about mm-hmm. her. She definitely put me on to the hijab game. Yeah. And the religion, she told me, um, I remember one time I was always wondering, like, why is my mom not praising me? You know, (laughs) all these kids out here, they're saying, (laughs) Allahumma barak. And you know what mom said? I was was in the living room one time and she said to a habiyar and she said, when a child or a person, when they want the religion, it is better because they're going to get, they're going to chase it themselves. She's like, when people are around them, they're going to, they can fall off. But when somebody wants it, she's like, that's why I don't baby me. Mm. We can see that from, we can see that. Um, for me, um, this, it would have the same answer as Yusra, but to add to that, I would say um, Ma'ala Aisha. Mm. I really love, I really love her for the sake of Allah. She, um, anytime I see other females like older that are like striving and they are showing the way, being a mother, like holding on to the dean, teaching in such a beautiful, graceful way, I just I admire that. Like Sister Tamia, uh, Sister Mariam Al Huda Institute. Um, um, my grandmother is a really big, important role model in my life. Um, she always instilled faith, even if she didn't have as much Islamic knowledge, but she always instilled faith. And yeah, 
because they're my role models. Amazing, mashallah. May Allah bless all of our role Amen. models and increase Amen. them in good. My next question for you guys is, how has covering or wearing hijab increased your faith? Oh, skyrocket. <laughs> how, has it, how has it increased It's you? a heavy question. It's, it's like, heavy. Mm-hmm. Every time I look in the mirror, I get happy. Yeah. yeah. And it reminds yeah. me, keep going, you know? Like, you're literally Allah's servant. Yeah. Like, when you see a person dressed like that, like, that's Bilal Shuk. Like, that person's a Muslim, like, you know? Yeah. So, it helps me. Because I always used to say, like, Salah and Naqab are connected so much. Yeah. They are, subhanAllah. Because, say you're outside, you're doing your thing or whatever, right? Time of Salah comes in. If you're not dressed properly, more than likely, you're probably not even going to pray. Like, man, I have not been dressed properly. Yeah. You know? So, those two really helped me a lot to realize who I am, you know? That I'm a Muslim first, and I'm proud of that. You're not going to make me not feel proud about that. I am, alhamdulillah. So every time I look in the mirror, I remember that. Every time I take a cute, cute selfie, you know, I remember that. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, for me, um, I feel like hijab, jabab, niqab, whichever, um, they all represent different points of my journey. Mm. So I, I, I feel like, you know, when I, I wore hijab, it was just really an expression of I want to be closer to Allah. I want to be the Muslim who prays. I want to be someone who worships Allah. There was, it became easy because it, it was common sense. Like, this is what I'm here to do. Let me do it. You know, and I feel like jirbab became for me like an expression of just love. The fact that I loved this deen, I loved my prayer. Like, I entered Islam and it touched me. And so I wanted to do something more, you know, just just from that place of like real love. And I feel like niqab came in my life at a time where I felt low. Mm. I felt like, you know, I could I could feel myself slipping away from like, you know, one of the best iman highs that ever was in. And, and, And I was trying to like almost stop my descent. Right. But sometimes you have to go through those ups and downs. Yeah. But for me, it was just like, you know. Who says if I'm going down, I can't put bring something up with me? Like, why can't I have, implement something good in my life that I've never done before at a bad time? Like, who's to say that it's not possible? And for me, it's just like, okay, you know, other things I used to be good at, maybe they're harder now. Mm-hmm. But I have something I've never done before, and I'm going to keep doing it. Right? And I, I feel like, you know, it doesn't matter where you're at. The highs, the lows, everything in between. Right? There's a time and place to wear whatever it is that you need to wear for the sake of Allah, mm. you know, to express that form of worship in whatever way. And just remember your end goal. It's not the people, it's your creator. Mm-hmm. You're trying to please Allah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the race of that. You know, like for me, um, um, w- w- for example, w- where I wanted, when I wore jilbab is because I was at my highest iman. Even like wearing niqab, I was at a, a really good place. And so when you're in a good place, you just want to, and you're close to Allah, you just want to get better. better. You want to increase yeah. it. Like you just want to keep climbing up this ladder. And I always saw hijab like a, uh, a spectrum that gets better. Like it's like, modesty for me is like it gets better. There's ways, there's everything, always ways you can increase. Every form of worship, it yeah, gets better. Yeah, it gets better. And there, and when you love hijab, you just want to keep adding to it. You're like, okay. Because I always saw niqab like, like and like and, and there's more after that, you know what I'm saying? Um, however that may look like, but there, I always wanted to increase, and 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 and, I, and obviously that reflects my iman, right? Um, wallahi, it reminds me of Allah. Mm. Every day that I wear this niqab, I'm reminded of Allah. Every day I wear hijab, it reminds me of Allah. Literally, I cannot forget it. 
I cannot forget that I'm a Muslim. I cannot forget that Allah is watching me. I'm always conscious. And so because you're conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you're able to keep like that remembrance, right? If I sin, I feel guilty, I repent. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the whole, I think the whole key is to be conscious of Allah. Do things that, that remind you of Allah. If that's hijab, that's, there's so many things. But hijab, every, it's like... Every, every good thing we do comes from that place of taqwa. Yeah, yeah. We are from walking that way. Being conscious of Allah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then you also recognize that like you are a carrier of this faith. You know, like hijab makes me realize that like I'm visible. Like when people uh, see me, they see Islam. Mm. And so it always reminds me to be the best. Like guys, every assignment, every group project, every stranger I meet, I'm always thinking either you're a Muslim, you might be the first Muslim they've ever met. Or like, you know, represent this faith, which is a lot of pressure, by the way. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. But wallahi, it just it just pushes me forward. And so I always think other like really be kind, really like do things that the Prophet emulate his character. You know what I'm saying? You never know. And, I, and I've said this on the podcast before. The best form of da'wah is, is just action, your behavior, Kindness. how you move, how no, you No, that's talk. actually how I put on Jilbab was a girl just walking. Really? Yeah, I was in Dubai and she was walking. I said, Whoa. And she was in the same hotel I was in. She took it off and said, what is girl's beauty? Ten out of ten. <laughs> and then she put it back on and she's like, oh, you know where I asked her, I said, hey, what is this? Like, what are you wearing? Yeah. And she's like, oh, it's called the Jilbab. You want me to show you? And she basically like showed me where she got it from. And wow. then that's why I bought it. But, you, but what attracted you about it was the way that she was she wearing carried herself. She carried, she carried, she herself. carried yeah. herself. And yeah. the respect she got. Yeah. Like, I you, no men was moving to her. Like, <laughs> she had, like, everybody, <laughs> stores will, will, like, move away. Yeah. Like the queen that she is. Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. You know what I'm saying? They it's open doors for you, matter of fact. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I don't just... know about Toronto, but <laughs> no, they open my doors. I'm, I'm going to stand there until you open it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. You know, even like, um, it's just, people just know who you are and what you believe in. Yes. Like when I went to New York, bro. First of all, I think New York City is a Muslim country. I no, refuse to believe that that's a Muslim country. Straight Every Muslim day country. I heard Assalamu alaikum. You know, and like, it was so nice. I was just like, wow. It's just, oh my God, it's just, if it's, it feels... Shout out to Brooklyn, shout Islam out to Queens. Beautiful. Islam is such a beautiful religion. Like, I don't know how else to talk, yeah. to convince anybody else, but this religion is just immaculate and it's incredible and I'm so grateful to be a part of it. I'm glad Allah chose me to be a Muslim and I'm glad Allah, is, may Allah continue to guide me, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and guide all of us. You know what I teach her, Ma'ana um, Aisha actually said, I'm just going to quote her real quick. I remember I had a bad day and I was traveling and she said, uh, she gave a reminder in the end of the Quran class and she said, oh, you know, out of all those people that you're in school with or on the bus, Allah gave you Iman. Mm. And she's like, remember mm. that. And, and and then every time I was always traveling, I always remember, I'm like, you know what? Allah favored me. Why am I complaining? I just put on my earphones, call a date. <laughs> <laughs> take, take a, take, take a the couple L's. shoving. Sometimes you take yeah, an L's. Yeah, your your, your uh, Starbucks spilling, it's like, that's fine. It's that's okay, fine. I have Iman. I have Iman. I have Iman. And that's something that is very hard. It's very hard. May Allah protect you, Fatima. Honestly, like you, you literally inspire me because I know you go through a lot. But I will lie. Girl, we all do. I know we all do. We all do. But you, I've never seen somebody get physically as much as you have. You know, like well, like daily. Most most women like. Oh yeah, the bus, the the backpack. You, you are the only. Are you still in my backpack? And there, there must be more of us. But like the only person I've ever heard say, "Yeah, I got physically assaulted." Because oh yeah, bear times. Bear. But, I, but the thing is, I'm always saying W. You're never touching me. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure you get I it. I love that for you. May Allah protect you I always. Mean. And read your adhkar, number yes. one. Yes. Don't let that go. Yeah. Put your trust leave in your house. house. Yeah, leave your sure. house. Read your Keeps you protected. And do istighfar. Stay ten yeah. toes down. You hear me? Absolutely. First of all, let's let's learn some karate or something because they call us ninjas anyway. Yeah, but well, you know we. Okay. Sh- you know, martial arts. We need to le- learn martial arts. Listen, we. Hey. Absolutely. Boxing. Why don't we do a boxing class? 
We should all be getting into boxing. I want to learn how to fly kick. Fly kick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because when I learn how to fly kick, it's over for y'all. Touch team around me. Well, first of all, that's so funny. Because, yeah, we all need to learn to fly kick. Yeah, like, fam, because they really think we're weak, right? Yeah, they do. So when I pull out these moves, right? They're not going to ever try so you. So with a jelly. You're that, done, fam. Jeez. No, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So my next question for you guys is, how have a companion or a friend supported you? And what does support look like to you? Mm. Oh, I know what support looks like. What does support look like? For me? Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it was you guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> same people in the band. Yeah, sisterhood, right? Um, yeah, sisterhood. And uh, obviously, you guys. Um, you guys came. Oh, Isman. I'm not going to cry, but she is number one. Lombardic. She made sure. I remember I was going to a Quran area. Yeah. And she made sure I got a ride. She's like, you know, that's near my, my job. Come, come. And she'll be like, don't worry. Don't leave your house. I'm going to pick you up. <laughs> and then I'll, she'll pick me up. She'll make sure that I was, it was like an a Uber fam. Yeah. And then Adar would always, I don't think you remember, but she she's the one who actually said, she said, don't give up. Don't worry about them. They're waste suits, basically. <laughs> I'm so kind of short. And you said, you're just a shopping mall. That's all I can say. Like, she yeah. was always providing stuff. Yeah. She said, oh, I remember, you don't know, but I used to wear the same jilly. And people used to be like, why are you wearing the same jilly? I said, you don't have Tide? How do you, you know, don't have a washing How do they know you're wearing the same jilly, though? Time it was. Because they're pretty. You know, you know that ones when it's just dead? It was dying. It was dying. <laughs> <laughs> I knew myself. But it was my favorite one. It wasn't like I never had it. I had yeah. color, I had green. It was my favorite black Aww. one. And it was the first jilly I wore. And Aww. I never let it go. And that was the one that I was trying to get roasted. Like, your pants are showing? Yeah. Like, Eric's my you. So you you wore it because you I just love loved it. it. I just loved it. And I and it will remind me, like, you put it on this day. Mm. And I don't know the date. <laughs> no, the, I remember like, your day, fam. Because you literally told me. You asked me about Naqab. You're like, oh, that's fire. Oh, and yeah, I did like, it in her house. I took the credit card. I said, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, oh. and then you're like, you know what? If I wear it, I'm never going to take it off. And you wow. never took it off. Yeah, yeah. So oh, it. yeah. She, she, because you're, and also what I would say is like, when you're around people that's wearing what you're wearing, yeah. it's it's going to remind you. Yeah. It makes it easier. Yeah. It's oh like if you're going to fall off, oh, Fatima, I, don't, I didn't see you with gloves this week. Like, what's what's going on? Oh, you're naqab. Why, why, what's going on? You don't want to wear it anymore. Why are you wearing a mask? You know, like, people are going to ask you and they're going to know that you're falling off a little bit and they're going to help you up. Yeah. And then from a compassionate place, not yeah. just yeah. a yes. compassionate no, no. place. Oh, definitely. Happen. Yeah. No haters down here. No haters down here. <laughs> what does support look like to you, Sophia? My mom. My mom, Hoi Ryan. That's that's what support looks like, you know? When I, I wanted to wear my Jeff, who else rolled out the same day? <laughs> it got me everything I needed to cover, you know? When I when I um I wanted to wear a Jervav, right? Um my mom didn't even wear it at the time. Mm-hmm. Right? And and she's the one who said I know a place. I'll find it for you. I was 14. I had no idea where to look, <laughs> you know? And she's like, I'll get you some, you know? And she always comes with, like, packages of stuff that I need. And so, um, you know, doesn't matter how I'm dressing. My mom was always supportive. She's like, I'll get you whatever you need to feel beautiful and, 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 and to she's do what you one. want to do. Mashallah. Allahumma Mashallah. May Allah preserve your mom. So mother's love is all the support I need. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 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 Um, support looks like um, sisterhood. Well, I, having sisterhood is one of the most, like, alhamdulillah for that. There's many sisters that Allah placed in my life, and alhamdulillah for them. Um, first, like, being with Adar and um, and her supporting me, and Hilal, and especially Hilal, like, literally, she taught me my ithkars because I didn't know how to read ithkars. She taught me alif ba ta, 
I didn't know how to read Al-Bata. Hilal will make sure that I read the Quran and I listen to her and correct my tajweed. She's like, we're not leaving here tonight until you get the tajweed in your, uh, grilled in your brain. <laughs> like She would say things like that. So, And there's times that when your iman is low and just sometimes you don't even want to talk about the deen because you're just like, and just talking about other life and uplifting you. And um, that's what support is, like unconditional love, you know, and alhamdulillah for that. And I hope like every sister um, gets that type of friendship. I mean, I feel like it's a luxury to be around that because not a lot of sisters get that opportunity. I hope yeah. that they do get the opportunity. And make dua. Yeah. That's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to have a lonely year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what happened to me, but I bounced back. I got like, bare people, but yeah. only, I killed them on fingers, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you know, subhanAllah, that's the, like, when anybody, anybody asks me, how can I get, like, people DM us uh, on the podcast and they'll say, how do you guys get, like, sisterhood like yours or, like, the ones that you keep sharing? I said, listen, it's just like, they're, uh, they're out there. They're out there. There's so many of good people out there. It's just, it starts with dua. You're not asking Allah to bring those people into your life, right? Well, alhamdulillah, like this podcast is allowed to bring some of it to you and make it accessible. But Allah, good people are out there. It's just about making dua. And, I, I, and, and you I, have to show up in good places. And show up. Oh, and keep geez. showing up even when yeah. you're tired and yeah. you're not seeing what you're looking for. Just keep showing up. Yeah. And also just saying salam alaikum. Yeah. You know, that's how I met sisters too. Just yeah. talking to them. Yeah. yeah. Everyone. I, I was I, I was a welcome door. Part of the reason why I was at the welcome door at KBW is because I think I was looking to make friends. <laughs> you were. So I was I was making, like, I put myself at the front of the door. You were like the receptionist. No, but I loved <laughs> it. <laughs> this is just, take a seat. <laughs> Honestly, well, I, I was, I literally was merciful about it. Like, I was not playing about it. Because, like, Alhamdulillah, had slowly was giving it to me. But there are always new people you can always meet. And I love this thing when people say, you haven't met all the people that's going to love you yet mm. you know and that you're going to love you haven't met them yet like you haven't met everyone and so it just gets me excited because I, I believe that all my friendships te- me, teach me something they better me as my care and when somebody always says oh Adel, you seem like such a great person I said they're, it's a reflection of my friendships you know Mike if you see good in my character it's a reflection of my parents it's a reflection of the, of the women around me they add to my you know they teach me they correct me they better me you know what I mean it's not just all me I, I can't take all that credit you know what I'm saying? And so... But you need to applaud yourself, though. I'm yeah. not even kidding. You really... You think you don't do nothing. That's a problem. Yeah. Sometimes you think, oh, I didn't do nothing. But you you can make somebody remember something you said to them. Yeah. You would remember the car ride and you yeah. said, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And, and it's just... You, a, fam. you know, Wallahi, like, um, I just I just want Allah to be pleased with me. So... Mm-hmm. And I know that, like, He loves mercy. And so I, I just want to be a person that that is like merciful and kind to people. I just want to be a sister, y'all. I just want to be. I, I want to be everyone's friend. Something I just want to be everyone's friend. Yeah, <laughs> family. I just want to be everyone's friend. I always want titles. Like I just want to. Yeah, sister. Yeah, I just want to be your friend. My sister's keeper. Yes, that's it. And like, there's just there's nothing beautiful, more beautiful than sisterhood. If I keep it a buck, there's nothing more beautiful. That's like medicine. Wallahi, you're going through hard times. Even if you need a job, yo, come. I'm working here. Yeah, yeah. Or like when you're in, bro. I went to Paris. And I didn't know what I was going to do And I met two Muslim sisters That took me all over Paris They held me They held my wrists The sister I will take you Wherever you need to go And they spoke French right So they were helping me I was chilling <laughs> Wallahi They took me to the museum <laughs> And I met them in the streets Wallahi For the feast to be left For Allah's sake they, 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 they befriended us And they said Sister Wallahi will help you guys Come and I met them five minutes. Wallahi, it, it was under the banner of Islam mm-hmm. that we did that for one another. And wallahi, sisterhood is the most beautiful thing and most miraculous thing ever when it's done properly, when yes. it's done right with good intention and for his sake. You know what I'm saying? Um, so my last question to you guys is, what advice can you give to sisters who might be struggling with hijab or who might be thinking about wearing a naqab? What advice would you give them? Okay, I'll start. Don't give up. 
That's mm-hmm. a big one. Mm-hmm. I'll say that to myself when I was younger. If I, if I could, I would say, don't give up, girl. <laughs> they all, they're not going to be here. There's no bunk beds in the grave. Don't worry about these people. You know what I'm saying? So, so just don't give up and know that there's sisters here. Just ask. Mm. You know, you, you probably don't know me and I'm on a podcast. DM me so we can be friends. We can, we can be <laughs> sisters. Don't worry. Don't yeah. worry about people. Don't give up. Because you are going to meet Allah. And you want a house near him. Ask Allah. Because nobody is going to be there. When you're on the day of judgment, it's you and Allah. So ask Allah to make it easy for you. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would say it starts with your mentality. First of all, how do you think of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Do you have good thoughts about Allah? Okay. You know Allah is the most merciful. You know Allah is the best supporter. So ask his support. Ask for his support. If you know I'm, a, I'm doing something to please him at the end of the day, then that's where you begin. And don't think, oh, Allah is going to neglect me. This is going to happen to me. I won't get this. No, I think good of my Lord. So I'm going to do something that come close to, to come closer to him. And I know he's going to reward me on the day of judgment. Right? This dunya is so short. We all know how short this dunya is. So, wallahi, that's what I always tell myself. Like, listen, you're doing this for Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with you. If you have Allah, who do you need? No one. Nobody. <laughs> no Real talk. Up. Who do you need? No Nobody. One. Right? Mm. All you need is Allah. He sees you when you're by yourself. He sees you when you're outside. Why are you worried? And he hears you. And why are you so worried? Everyone else is chilling in the dunya, but you're the Muslim is worried. Does that make sense? No. And you're supposed to be the most confident in your deen. Don't be worried, beloved. Keep going. Just wear it. Allah, just wear it. I want to add to that. Um, it's also about yaqeen. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one of the surahs I was reading is Surah Taha and how Musa Alayhi mother just threw her son into a river. She just trusted Allah. And she knew how small he was and how... And you know when a mother's relationship when she first gives birth is very, it's very fragile. Yeah. It's very vulnerable. Yeah. And then how Ibrahim alayhi salam, he was about to kill his son. The yaqeen he has with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to trust Allah that much. And us, we need to trust Allah. You know, I'd be fighting, but I know Allah's there. Yeah. He could bring down everything. Mm-hmm. So trust him. I think um, recognizing that it's a blessing. I think sometimes we, we see and we speak of the hardship, but truly it, it is a blessing. Um, you know, before um, doing the episode, I, I was um, reflecting on ayah of the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, um, Ya bini Adam, qad anzanna alaykum libasan. Oh, children of Adam, I have sent down upon you clothes. And it's in Surah A'raf. And that, that, that phrase of Allah sending down something upon us. You know, what does Allah send down except blessings? He sent down the Quran. He sent down rain. You know, he sent down the decree. Mm-hmm. You know, everything that Allah sends down to us comes from his mercy. And so we got this, right? The things that we have on our back that cover us from the cold, you know, that honor us in the sight of Allah as a blessing from him. You know, and that's a blessing that continues into the next life. You know, we hear descriptions about Jannah. And a part of the descriptions and the beauty of Jannah is, is what we wear, right? And, and sometimes I think, you know, we, we think of like beauty and fashion and like what we look like and all of that. But it's just a blessing from Allah, you know? And, and if we, you know, we treat the blessing with respect, right? And we're grateful 
to Allah for what he's given us and, and, and he increases us because of that gratitude. Don't think that, you know, me covering in this dunya, you know, it just brings me hardship. It brings you honor in this life and it brings you honor in the next life. You know, Allah, if you clothe yourself for the sake of Allah with a sincere intention, that Allah will clothe you on the day of judgment, that Allah, Allah will clothe Allah. you in Jannah. You know, Allah you're, you're going to see that this thing that I'm wearing is a gift. It's a gift. Allah has sent it down upon me and it, it's, it's made my life better. It's enriched me. You know, it's brought light into my life. You know, I, that's, that's, that's for me, it's just like, why would, why, why would anyone want to deny themselves a blessing? Why would anyone want to deny themselves, you know, a gift that's sent down from Allah? You have to see it as a gift. You know, just appreciate that gift. She didn't have to go like that. Wow. <laughs> that's how that was beautiful. I already like so hard. I want to hear her. <laughs> I already did, but like, mic drop about it. Well, uh, Yusra and Fatima, Sophia said already best. That was beautiful. Um, just to add to it, I would say start baby, with baby steps. So, um, that's very important. Baby steps, yeah. So start with your salah. Try to perfect your salah. Even if salah is really hard for you, at least, you know, try two. Uh, like try at least one salah like fajr and every day be consistent and then inshallah make sure you work to uh, have pray all your five salawats and um, also learn the meaning of the quran if you don't know like if you don't know arabic try to learn the meaning of the quran in whatever language you know and fall in love with the quran so when you fall in love with the quran and you fall in love with the salah like everything else will come easy and you just love the hijab and whatever journey you're on whether it's hijab jilbab niqab everything will just come easy together but first Falling, like perfecting your salah and really focusing on that and then focusing on the Qur'an, love, falling in love with the Qur'an, you just fall in love with Allah and whatever Allah wants, you're just going to do because you love Allah and you want that connection. And once you do that, you're going to be at a different state of mind that like nothing else in this dunya matters, you know, and you're doing this to please Allah and get his pleasure. So after that, wallahi, everything else will come easy, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. Honestly, you know, it all starts with knowledge. When you learn about Allah and you, when you know Him, it's it's very difficult to fall not to fall in love with Him, mm-hmm. you know. And when you fall in love with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and you love Him more than anything, you want to do whatever, you know. Like He asks, us, it's easy. It's easy to obey Him because you love Him, and so in order to love Him, you have to know Him. And so I always, I will always say, like, just learn, learn, learn first. And um, they always say, like, uh, uh, if you want to, like, uh, I've heard of advice of an imam. We said, well, if you want, if you're struggling with hijab, then you, what you need to focus on is your salah. If you perfect your salah, hijab becomes easy, which is, which is what something you, what you sort of said. It's like they're connected, you know, and I don't think people, people, how connected it is. Um, and, uh, you know, definitely I would say, that, but also really du'a. Like, ask Allah Because it started with me, du'a. Mm. Sincerely asking Allah Taala for help. Allah, please. That's I, how it begins. I really want to, I want to understand. And mind you, like, I didn't know much. Like, I didn't know any of you guys. Like, what I know now is wild. What I didn't know then. You know, I had no idea. Like, I had no idea. I just simply just had this deep desire to get to know Allah Taala, And so I asked from him and he gave to me. He gave to me so fast. And until today, like I always say, like the, the uh, du'a I can say, he, uh, like I can say with my chest, as sincerely was accepted, was that one, because literally, it in, in three months I was, I was like fast track running, and 
Alhamdulillah, wallahi, and I started with dua. So definitely, if you're struggling with hijab, just just make dua, show up in salah. Like, I promise you, things are going to change. Yeah. And don't be ashamed to struggle. And just accept the gift. Yeah. Take yes. the gift. Allah placed it right in front of you. Yeah. Take yeah. it. And I wanted to add, I forgot to mention earlier, like, aside from doing all that, if you fall back, don't lose hope. Like, still, like, if you fall 10 times back, just get up and try again. Don't think, oh, my God, I didn't pray my salah today. Uh, forget forget about the rest of my salah. I'm just a bad Muslim. I'm, like, I'm nothing. That's the trap of the shaitan. So whenever you fall back 10 times, just get back up and just strive. Just make tawbah, pray to raka'ah, ask Allah to forgive you, and just keep it pushing. Don't let other people, whatever they say, or don't even let your own internal battles, like, you know, def- take you away from that track and that pursuit of, like, trying to get into Jannah. Because it's, it's a difficult one, but it's a worth- worthwhile one. And also talk to us. We're trying yes. to go together. We're. It's not, <laughs> yes. it's not one person. Yeah. We're all trying to go together. So talk to us. If you're falling... Let us know. Yeah. You know I mean, we're a worldwide sisterhood, okay? Exactly. Yeah. Podcast. Ask your neighbors. <laughs> ask your friends. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? I feel like Absolutely. sometimes you get shy with that. And it's like, why Why we need to be shy with our faith? Yeah. Well, because sometimes it could be, like, I mean, I, I dealt with that too, like feeling embarrassed of where you're at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it can feel like that, that, that humiliation. But like, it's not necessary. Yeah. You know, something beautiful one of my teachers had said, um, he said, guilt will not allow you to succeed subhanallah he said that feeling of guilt that people have sometimes with regards to aspects of your religion he's like if you think that guilt is going to make you pray if guilt is going to make you memorize the quran if you haven't guilt is going to make you learn arabic you know guilt is going to make you cover up it's not it's love oh you and have discipline. to approach yes. worship first and foremost what's the center of worship it is love love right mm. you have to approach Anything that you want to do from the sake of Allah, genuinely loving that thing. And if you don't love it, make to add, ask Allah to, to put that love your in your heart for it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. And you have to know that, okay, what's the purpose? What's the point of guilt? Yeah. The point of guilt is to recognize, hey, I'm not doing the best I can. Let me ask Allah for forgiveness. That's where the guilt, that's where you have to leave guilt. After the point you've asked Allah for forgiveness and you've made an effort, leave guilt behind. Guilt cannot carry you forward. You can't always be thinking, I did this wrong. I did that wrong. I was never good enough for this. I can't achieve that. You know, I have this many flaws. SubhanAllah. You'll never say, be anywhere. Yeah. You're never going to be anything. Allah's not expecting perfection from us. No. Because he would have replaced us if we weren't. Exactly. Simple, right? right? What 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 is expected from us is to come with a sincere intention. A striving. That sincere intention, Allah will reward you greater than what you ever did with your efforts. You know, and a part of building that intention comes from love. Yeah. Love it. Love what you're doing. Say, I'm doing this because I love this religion. I love my Lord. I love I love being a Muslim. I love, I, I, I just want to be with those I love in the best way possible. I'm not trying to be with the Sahabas. Like, yeah. I remember Khatab, all of them. Playing basketball, fam. <laughs> Musa Ali Salab, he punched. We, we, we do yeah. boxing. Like, I'm trying to meet all of them. I want to see Nusayba's story. I want to yeah. see Alayta. That's, yeah. that's it. That's it. That's it. And right. I, and I'll see I want to learn. I want to try. Yeah. Because this this is worth loving. This is worth building my life around. This is worth, mm-hmm. this is me. If I love myself too, this is me. Mm-hmm. That's and deep. I, and I will say though, you're, none of us are getting to Jenna with by our own deeds. No, yeah. 100%. The mercy none of us and I want to repeat this none of us are making it to Jannah just by our own deeds nope that's not how you're getting in you're getting in there by the mercy of Allah 
And so, like, like especially when you just said, Sophia, about sincere intention and striving, you're going to fall and shake in it and come back and forth and back and forth. And back. But you're, the whole point of it is that, like, you're striving and you're really trying to get there. And Allah SWT sees you and he sees your heart. But I promise you, you're not getting to Jannah because of your deeds. You're getting in there because Allah has mercy and he understands. And so, again, like, it's, it's never been about perfection. Like, I'm done with this whole, this, in order to be good, like, you have to be perfect. And it's a, it's a fallacy. It's not real. And it's a trick. It's a trick from the tricks of Shaitan. His tactic. Yeah. He's so we can go on this. We can we can talk about this for hours. For hours. His yeah. tactics. You know, there's a book by the way. What's that, who read that book? The Devil's Deceptions oh, yeah. by Ibn Josie. Ibn Josie. Everyone yeah. needs to read that because it, it breaks down exactly how um, the Shaitan deceives people. And if you read his tactics, you'd be shook. You'd be like, wow, he really be knowing what he's doing. Yeah. Um, and the, and the first place he gets you from ignorance, mm. which you don't know. <laughs> you know, if like knowledge is a light. If Allah it is. is. Knowledge is a light. Hidayah is a light too. Yeah. So so don't think that you have to you don't have to be perfect to seek knowledge. Yeah, you don't. Like... You need that knowledge because you need, you know, better for yourself. That's it. Mm-hmm. You need know, to know your Lord. Yeah. You need to know. I need Lord. to humble yourself sometimes. You know, I was in a class with little kids. I said, Alif Bata, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I'm gonna be in there. My 20 year old self. I said, let yeah. me sit there. Yeah. And I'm telling you later on, you're gonna you're gonna also love yourself for the fact that you did that. Yeah. The fact I, know, that I you do. Sat I do. And, and you learn Alif Bata with little kids. Yeah. yeah. Okay, rock paper scissors, everything. We're friends. <laughs> they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna be beautiful <laughs> moments. Mm-hmm. That struggle, that effort of like, you know, I came from nothing. Yeah. You know. And Allah was with me. And Allah took me out of nothing and made me something. something. Yeah. You're going to love those periods so of time. her gems, man. This is the Mic drop. So um, that is the end of our episode, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I say gentlemen because we found out there's 12% of you guys. I just want to thank all of you sisters for joining me tonight. Jazakallah khair from the bottom of my heart. I know it isn't easy coming on a mic and being vulnerable and sharing your perspectives and your stories to so yeah, many. You finesse me, fam. I thought there was onions. I really appreciate you guys for being open and vulnerable with all of us. Um, I know the listeners are so grateful and, and, and they probably would want me to thank you on their behalf. So thank you. Jazakallah khair. May Allah reward you all for what you've shared and what you let others listen to. May Allah make it a heavy weight on you, Mizan. That you 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 shared what the Prophet uh, describes as a good word. And a good word is charity. So Jazakallah Khair for giving, for giving for the sake of Allah SWT. So thank you everyone. That is a wrap on this episode on the Naqabi's Tell All. I don't know if that's what it's going to be called, but um, thank you so much. Jonathan, shout out to you. Shout out to John, man. He don't even know his name's Yahya. He don't know. This episode is brought to you by Beautiful Light Studios. Recorded at Image Studios Toronto, I love to give a shout out to our executive producer, Munashik Omar. This episode was incredible, sis. Thank you. Thank you so much for it. I also love to give a shout out to our recording engineer, Jonathan Lilo, our podcast intern, Nima Haroon, our graphic designer, the, our incredible, talented digital artist, Wasima Farah, our project manager, Yasmin Mahmoud, and last but definitely not least, our marketing extraordinaire, Sosin Abdullahi. If this podcast gave you value, we're leaving it up to you this year. Donate however much you feel like it gave to you. We have a big team this year that put so many hours in bringing the show to life. If you can't right now, not a problem. Please keep us in your drives. Before I go, I got news for y'all. Okay? Bismillah. So, 
TDS is taking a mid-season break. I know, I know. What? Break? You just took a break. Are you kidding me? But for good reason, y'all. TDS is going on the road. We're catching miles. We're putting gas in our vehicles and we're running. (laughs) So let me tell you where we're headed. We're first off to our little road trip is Minnesota. TDS is showing up at the growth conference happening on July 16th and 17th. You have to get your t- you have to get your tickets, guys. You have to get your tickets. We're keynote speakers. Also, we were nominated for the podcast of the year. Like that's crazy. Us nominated? What? Wow. <laughs> Shook. So definitely vote vote for us for the girl, at the girl conference, bro. If you go to our Instagram page, it's in our link tree link on our Instagram bio go ahead and vote but i feel like we already won man to be nominated it's incredible jazakallah to everyone that nominated us it's so humbling to hear that um we're also showing up we're coming to nyc new york city slash new jersey i guess you can say new jersey we're gonna be in new jersey july 23rd and i when i tell you like we're showing up i mean the whole team is showing up (laughs) to new jersey you guys it's gonna be like a huge party we're also bringing ustada hillal <laughs> we're bringing ustada hillal with us she's gonna be um at the event so um they're throwing a huge eat celebration um to celebrate in new jersey the tickets are being sold right now as we speak okay and there's only a limited amount of tickets so Run over there, get your tickets. If you're anywhere in the neighborhood, anywhere nearby, if you're in Philly, if you're in New York, if you're in New Jersey, pull up. It's going to be a bash. It's going to be fun. As we like to say, a halal turn up, mashallah, <laughs> for Eid, inshallah, on July 23rd. All the information will be on our Instagram. You can get the tickets for the Gold Conference as well as the Eid celebration happening in New Jersey in our link tree on our Instagram page. Don't miss out. Get your tickets. My people in Minnesota, my people in New York, New Jersey, and Philly, pull up. I would love to meet you guys. And I'm so, 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 so excited to come. Our mid-season break will end and will begin again in August, inshallah. First week of August, if Allah allows us, inshallah. So, so I will see you guys very soon in your ears, in your speakers, telling you what? Telling you a good story. <laughs>